Hello everybody, welcome back to Best Books Ever. I'm Tyler, and I just wrote on myself on accident. <laughs> okay, uh, we are talking about last book. Last book in the, uh, what is it called, Percy Jackson series, book five. There's more books being released, but this is like the last in the main, in the original series, I guess. Uh, Last Olympian, chapters 1 through 11, Rick Riordan, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of... I mean, we're, we're obviously building up towards the last battle, and even here, by the end of the book, we do get a little bit of a taste of what it is going to be, but um, I imagine there's still some tricks, right? Like, this is the first half, so Kronos has got to have something there that he hasn't revealed yet. And we do know there's a trap. I'm assuming that the trap is the, uh, well, well, we'll talk about it, I guess. But, you know, so we got some there, Percy and them. They're really just fighting for their lives, right? They don't really have, you know, I mean, there are a couple maybe, like, surprises that could happen. But uh, this, this is it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be Kronos versus Percy. So, but yeah, uh, speaking of which, let's start with the end. A lot of stuff happens in rapid succession right at the very end, last few pages. Um, I guess speaking of Percy and Kronos, we'll, we'll go there. Uh, Percy does destroy the bridge, sort of. He, he you know, sort of just like breaks it apart almost. And uh, Kronos and his people, I feel like probably could have leapt that. You know... He even said there was like some like suspension, like the wires were still connected. They could have crossed those. Um, I mean, Kronos and his monsters. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them can fly. They very well, most likely, could have crossed it. I wonder why they didn't. I wonder if maybe they were afraid because there was water underneath. Maybe Percy would have been able to get him or something. I don't know, but uh, or, or or maybe they just wasn't the right time. You know, maybe there's. You know, like I said about uh, about surprises, maybe Kronos does have something else that he's sort of waiting for, um, you know, sunset or something. Maybe he's like more powerful at night, <laughs> like a vampire <laughs> or or something like that. So uh, it could, could be what it is, but that that's kind of where we leave off with the Kronos end of things is that he's like until the evening or something like that. And then so we will see more of him. Um Right after we get that little bit of a win, though, two things happen. Two things, uh, you know, are sort of uh, revealed to Percy. One, Michael Yu, seemingly dead, right? Seemingly dead. Uh, you know, he's the one, I, I'm pretty sure he's the one who, who suggested that Percy, like, break the bridge or whatever. He's gone, though. We just see, like, a bow and arrow. We assume that he maybe fell off because he was, like, perched up on one of the wires, I think. So maybe he... Similar to Beckendorf, uh, sacrificed himself in the name of Percy, I guess, and now he's gone. But it'd be very sad if he was. I feel like we don't know him too much, but even in that little battle, kind of grew attached to him. So if he's gone, that's going to mess Percy up even more. Uh, you know, very similar to Beckendorf. And then on top of that, if that wasn't enough, and on top of all the other campers that were in that, in you know, in that little skirmish. Um, we have Annabeth get the call. It's, it's, uh, Selena, 
and she's like, hey, <laughs> you got to bring a medic. You got to bring a healer. Annabeth's not doing well, which if we're going to just backtrack and follow that path, um, she somehow, so Percy and Annabeth were fighting, right? Back to back, all that stuff. Um, looks back, Annabeth stabbed right through the stomach or something, you know, somewhere on the ground. And he realizes that she must have got in front of another monster that was going to stab him in his back, possibly even in his weak point, which is the small of his back. Now, it could just be her being dumb. See, I, I, I don't know, because... I feel like a very lazy answer would be, oh, well, she likes him, so she's like, no, don't, don't kill him or whatever. But then I'm like, one, she's smarter than that. So I feel like she knows the whole Achilles thing. It's like, probably wouldn't have killed him. And then we rewind back to when Percy was being dipped in the river sticks. The last and I guess most prominent vision that he had was Annabeth talking to him and pulling him out of the river. And so I feel like similarly, not the same thing, but similarly to how him and Grover have an emotional link, maybe in that moment there was some sort of like subconscious like message or like, I don't know, whatever energy that got sent to Annabeth and maybe she doesn't even realize it, but in that moment she knew that Percy cannot get hit with that knife. Because if he does, something bad will happen. He he might die. She might not know why. You know, like... It could be that. You know, like somehow she knows. I don't know how she would know. Maybe again, that moment she does know. And she has that information. Although, that'd be strange. Because I feel like... She like wasn't 100% sure... That he went to the... You know, you know, when he came back. She wasn't sure if he actually went to the River Sticks. But I guess even then she could have had that information and been like, no, that's weird. And now, now it's confirmed. So I don't know. It's very, you know, it's supposed to be uh, unknown what, you know, what she, what information she has. But at the very least, it seems like she knew uh, subconsciously that Percy cannot get stabbed in that moment. And, you know, Percy's confused about it, obviously. But I would like to see that, that revelation because now she's hurt. She, she's, she, you know, she's not doing very well, and, um, I don't think she's gonna die, I think, I think that'd be crazy, but, uh, you know, I have, I've read the book before, so I, I know, but I don't know, <laughs> she could die, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she doesn't, though, um, but yeah, big moment, big stuff, great, great chapter to end on, it's just like, Annabeth might be dead, <laughs> you know, terrible stuff there. Uh, but, we'll, you know, we'll see. And then we'll also see what, you know, why she did it. I'm sure she'll say. If she does know, she'll say. If not, like, hey. Percy would be like, well, here's probably what happened. Explain where his weakness is and all that. Um, Let's see. What else do we have? I guess we'll follow the, the River Styx link. Um... When he was down there, Percy did almost kill Hades. Now, kill, very strong word, right? Can't really kill a god. Um, gods can die, but, you know, it's it's all not confusing, but it's it's uh, it's it's tough, right? 
but there was like some real fear in his eyes i feel because <laughs> he he got out of that river demolished his entire army single-handedly and then even got got the better of him right um i don't know i mean, I mean obviously the moment was really cool we we're able to see his strength uh i mean not, not only his strength but also his his just like ability i guess in fighting where he's not just a brute force like he is making moves right um other than that other than just showing the reader hey here's you know here's what percy can do it's it's crazy now uh, i wonder if there will be any like repercussions because of that if if hades will maybe like full turn on percy i don't i just don't see hades joining Kronos. what he's doing now i think makes the most sense you know, because if he joined Kronos, I'd be like, I don't know, they're just, they're kind of pigeonholing that character into, well, I'm supposed to be the bad guy, so I guess I'll be the bad guy. Like, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Hades isn't, isn't that type of person where he doesn't want to be the bad guy. He feels that he's been cast aside because he has. Um, but I mean, all, all of the evidence that we have from this series shows us that he's not really like an evil dude. You know, I mean, even in the first book where we were really against Hades, right? We thought that he was the one that was uh, inciting the war between Zeus and Poseidon. It turns out he wasn't. It turns out that he also thought that someone, Percy most likely, stole his helm, his helm of darkness, I think. And so he was only doing what he was going to do, which is I'm going to uh, force you to return it. And so he, he, t he, he took Sally and that forced Percy to eventually make his way back there. Um, you know, so all that. And then when Percy returned the helm and also got proof from one of the fates, furies, whatever, you know, whatever it is that, oh, Percy actually didn't steal it. He was set up by Ares. All that got resolved. Hades returned Sally back to him. It all worked out, you know. So I think at the end of the day, Hades is kind of set up to be a bad guy, at least from just face value. But with all the evidence, he's really not that. He's just, you know, he's just doing what any other guy would do in his position. So in this, I don't think he would join Kronos. It makes sense he's not like all gung-ho with the gods. So him being down the middle, it's like, all right, you know, I guess. But like I said, I wonder if there will be some sort of repercussions with what Percy did. I don't think it would push him to uh to Kronos might even have the opposite effect maybe he just is like all right let's do it you know he did also send Nico and say hey I don't like what you did <laughs> you tricked me to get an audience with Hades but maybe you can somehow uh you know convince your dad to join us and help us um it would be really nice and going back to the surprises um, I think that would be one, right? Hades joining, um, Poseidon beating Oceanus and coming to aid in any way that he can would be huge. Um, on a, on a smaller note, Clarice, right? We have her, we know that her and the Apollo kids, right? The, uh, Apollo kids? Yeah. Were fighting over the chariot. We realize now very, very recently, actually in the past, like chapter or two, that they actually gave the chariot back. Clarice wasn't having it though. She still felt like her 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 like pride was hurt and all that. But 
I feel like that so easily sets up a moment where they really need her help. And she, you know, she, she comes in at the last moment or whatever. I don't think she'll be like in charge of the squad that like wins the battle, you know, like, oh no, we're going to die. And then Clarice comes in and completely swings everything and they, and they win because of her directly and solely. You know, I think her mom will probably come a little earlier in the book, not at the very end, but somewhere, probably in the next like few chapters, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, her thing is very similar to Hades, where I just think they've built up her character in such a way that they would have to do something with her. Um, you know, cause she started out as like the mean bully type character, um, completely against Percy in every way, you know, tries to get her way again, tries to like strong arm her, strong arm her way into getting whatever she wants. Cause she is Ares and all that. Um, you know, but over time, like the Sea of Monsters quest, um, you know, a little bit of Titan's Curse stuff with her helping all with that, with the Labyrinth stuff, like pretty much every book, we've gotten more and more evidence that she's really not that bad. She's just, you know, son of, or, uh, uh, child of Ares. So, you know, there's going to be some, some hot-headedness here and there. And Percy is also very hot-headed, um, you know, especially when it comes to like, uh, his friends. So it all makes sense, but I think she will help. Also, on top of that, daughter of Ares. So you're telling me that she's gonna, she and the other, the, the you know, all of her cabinets are gonna be able to resist, like, the biggest war that has happened since the last time <laughs> that that the gods fought the Titans. Like, come on. Uh, and also, that also brings up a point where I feel Ares might get involved. I wonder if, I don't know. Ares turning, I feel like, is a lot harder to believe than Clarice. Clarice is definitely going to turn. Again, this isn't even me using, like, you know, my, like, knowledge of, of the rest of the book. Um, this is me just looking at the character and being like, they have to, especially with them setting up. I would believe that she wouldn't if uh, Michael didn't kind of tell Percy, oh, and hey, we actually did give the chariot back and you know, whatever, tried to, like, apologize and just say, oh, whatever, you can have it, like, who, like, who cares, you know, if, if that wasn't mentioned, I would say, yeah, yeah, Clarice might just sit this one out, but Rick Riordan made it a point to have Michael say that, so, uh, whereas Ares, I could see Ares turning in, in sort of a way that's, like, an anti-hero, um, or, like, that's probably the closest term I could use, because he still doesn't like Percy, hates Percy, in fact, um, but I could definitely see him being, feeling betrayed by Kronos, you know, like, not maybe getting what he wants, maybe not, you know, leading the charge, I could definitely see Ares, the god of war, wanting to be at the, at the front of everything, maybe Kronos is sort of, like, disrespecting him and all that, and so Ares finally, you know, puts all the pieces together, and he's like, you know what, I'm not, you know, I would rather fight and lose with the gods than just sit on the sidelines and be treated like I'm nothing with you. I don't know how plausible that is, but, you know, could be interesting. Not necessary for the story, though, I don't think. Um, but, you know, we've, we, we've seen stuff like that before where the, where the enemy, you know, the very early villain gets turned eventually. Um, 
So, uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, okay. Let's get into some earlier stuff. Talk about Rachel for a second. Uh, a couple things. One, her having like dreams like Half-Bloods do. Very strange. Very strange. I don't think they're going to go crazy and set up that she's actually a Half-Blood. That would be insane. Um, especially since we know both their parents. I mean, I guess they could have always had like an agreement. You know, like whether it's the mom or the dad, that's like the true parents and the other one isn't you know like there's no there's no rule saying that they have to know right like you know let's say that like i don't know the mom is real right and there is some god out there that that was with the mom and then dipped like they do and then the dad came into the life and was just like, ah, you know, and then the mom like convinced him to like, don't tell her about it. We don't want it, you know, because there's also, I'm, you know, I'm sure that happens a lot too as well, right? Where so far we've seen pretty much every half blood figures out their half blood pretty quickly. Um, although it, it, it would be strange for like Grover not to, well, has Grover's met Rachel, right? It'd be, it'd be strange for Grover not to know and like say something. So, n never mind. That's that's probably not a possibility. But it is strange that she's having very half blood like dreams, um, you know, like visions and like she's painting, she's, she's painting and drawing these like things that come true. Um, not a big fan of that. So we'll we'll see exactly what that is. You know, they had they said something about like. You know, we saw like the 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 photo of Luke, so that sort of came back around. I think there was also one with Percy in it. There was also one with the Empire State Building. So I'd love to get an explanation for that because it, it it is very strange. Although we are seeing a connection between like strangeness when it comes to mortals who can see through the mist. Obviously, a lot of that happened in this book with uh, May Castellan, Luke's mother. It's like, oh yeah, there there was some stuff there. Although with her, we're still sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop, because like, okay, like was she crazy before meeting Hermes? Like what exactly? Because like early on, like maybe she was normal, and you know we did mention, or I guess she mentioned the uh, the like task or mission that they had her uh, be sent on, and she like insisted or whatever. So it seems like that might have been the turning point for her, kind of losing her mind. Um, but again, there is some weird stuff when mortals can see through the mist. So, um, you know, I'm definitely hoping that we see the, the reason for that. And even, I guess, jumping off of Rachel for a second, going to, um, Luke and her and, and, and his past and his family, we do see, uh, Hermes there delivers messages, is upset, whatever. Like, you know, we see some stuff already unfold, but his messages, plan 23, the rivers, whatever, right? But the one that's, that hasn't dropped yet is uh, him being upset with Annabeth for not saving Luke when she had the chance. Now, up until this point, Hermes pretty cool dude, right? He's been cool every time he's talked to Percy, um, even given Percy stuff in the one quest that was Titan's Curse, right? Um, but this we see him like furious and... Fury, not just based in anger, but also based in pain and 
maybe a little bit of regret, disappointment, that sort of thing. Very much like a parent would be when their son is Luke, <laughs> you know. Again, can't blame Luke for everything. That's why there is still a smidge of a hope, I feel, um, of a chance for them to redeem Luke's character. I think it's very possible, um, you know, because of the whole, wow, we're starting to learn more about her life. And even Hestia, who love love her character for the little bit we've seen her, um, her being like the goddess of the hearth is really cool. Her kind of sitting back because that's just what she does. Her also giving uh, Percy the visions was, was cool. Um, she's great. Um, I lost where I was going with that. Um, I guess I was just saying that we see a lot of Luke and 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 it wasn't necessarily his fault, right? That it, it wasn't his fault that he turned out the way he did. I don't think he's an exception to all de to all demigods where it's like, hey man, <laughs> most demigods have a bad upbringing. So, you know, I do think he is to blame for, you know, at least a chunk of it, but I think putting it all on him and like he was born evil or vengeful or whatever, I don't think that's that's necessarily fair. Um, but anyway, going back to kind of my, uh, my point there was that that's another thing where I think, you know, Rick, Rick doing a great job of like setting up mysteries out of nowhere and us being like, oh, wait, uh, you know, with the whole again, Annabeth could have saved Luke. What does that mean? You know, what, what does that mean? Because it doesn't sound like. He's just speaking in general, like, you were, you were his friend, you could have changed him or whatever, you know, that's, you know, because then he could have said the same thing about, you know, about Thalia or about, about anyone, really. Um, you know, Thalia and, and, and Annabeth definitely more so because they knew him a lot earlier, but um, it sounded like there was a moment, and again, there, there's a lot of things with Luke that are kind of coming together when it, you know, with that, that, you know, that whole spat with Hermes, again, his, you know, his whole mom stuff. That, that we learned about, um, also the, the vision that, again, Hestia gave Percy, there was the moment where Hermes visited them when they were, when, you know, Luke was bringing Thalia and Annabeth back to his house, and then it, and then it flashed back to when Percy remembered talking to Luke and being, and, you know, asking if, if you've ever met your dad, and he said once, and that has to be that moment in the vision that Hestia gave him, so, I think we are going to get something. I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't know necessarily it's going to be Luke, like, somehow talking through Kronos or something and being like, this is what happened and sort of giving the full story. But I do like that we're getting more backstory on Luke. Again, Hestia sort of injecting that into the story and being like, you have to know more about Luke to really understand what you're about to face. Um, again, even with that, I feel like they're sort of nudging us in that direction of like, hey, Luke, Luke's not that bad, you know, Luke, yes, he's a big part of what's happening here, <laughs> but it's not his fault, you know, he didn't, he wasn't born and was like, I'm gonna bring back Kronos one day, like, there's lots of, a lot of dominoes fell to get to where we are now, um, so I feel like they are sort of nudging us in that direction of like, we're, we're gonna redeem Luke, and I'm okay with that, I just hope they do it in a way that's satisfying, and not just like they beat Kronos and Luke is like, I'm sorry, I, I apologize for everything. Like, there has to be a little more than that. Plus, uh, with the whole Luke stuff, I like that there is something like this that is 
uh, in the story. And again, we don't know what exactly it is yet, but they're setting up the idea of there was a moment or, or, or whatever. Um, because last week I did mention this where I was like, you know, cause we have the whole, I don't know what to say love triangle. It's like a weird love web, like spider web, um, with, with Percy and Annabeth sort of right in the middle. We have Luke there, obviously in some form or fashion. We have Rachel there in some form or fashion, which we will mention, uh, again in a moment. Um, I do think that at, at, at the end of the day, Percy and Annabeth will, will be together. I hope. Uh, cause that is, that is the best timeline in my opinion. Uh, but we have seen the, you know, throughout the whole series, right. Where Annabeth and Luke do have certain feelings for each other. I don't think, I mean, especially since they've kind of fallen on opposite sides of this war, I definitely don't think it's like any sort of romantic feelings anymore, but there are still ties like deep, deep roots with each other. Because again, we even saw the moment, the vision, where Luke found Annabeth, or Luke, Luke and Thalia found Annabeth, um, and that and that was really cool. I love seeing that. But it's like there is there is history there. Like they were on the run for a long time. Again, we take it for granted because our main character Percy lived in New York City, <laughs> not right next door to Camp Half Blood, but you know, relatively close to Camp Half Blood. He didn't have that long of a trek. Uh, Annabeth. I'm pretty sure lived in Virginia. <laughs> pretty sure I, I, I remember her saying something like that. So like they had to go, they had to cross states, <laughs> whole entire states to get to Camp Half-Blood. Like they were out there for a while. And again, that's why I, I praise the, the world building in Sea of Monsters because Annabeth was like, oh wait, I, I recognize this place. And they, he, uh, she brought them to, one of their old uh safe houses that they sort of made it was it wasn't an actual like building it was like a like structure they made in the woods or whatever and that right there i think is so understated in the history of annabeth because that's not that's definitely not the only one like they really they really have a history together like those three annabeth luke and uh thalia so it's like there are feelings there, and I think I mentioned this before, but you know I love the little line by Chiron where he's like, Annabeth gets very territorial with her friends, and so like it or not, Luke was her friend before almost anyone. Her and it, her, her and Thalia were her friends before anyone, before Grover, before Percy, anybody, and so she still can't let that go. That's that's my take on it anyway is that she still has hope. Again, I think there are the mixed and at, at this point, uh, she at one point, I think, was very, very infatuated with Luke. Um, I think the feelings that exist now are sort of a, a, a ghost of what those feelings once were, but I think they are still there. I don't think they will ever stop being there. Again, not nearly as strong and not nearly in the same way as they used to be. But they are still there. And again, friendship too. Like that, friends for so long, we, 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 we went through hell together, right? And so, and I don't think it's the very classic, like, oh, girl, can't get over a guy. It's like, no, because we clearly see Luke in the same boat. Time and time again, it's him 
trying to go through with this plan because this is like his grand plan with everything is to, uh, get, you know, get revenge on his father, on the gods and all that. But every moment he can, he tries to spare Annabeth from the pain and the the destruction and all that. Like, uh, you know, even when, um, you know, Atlas was going to just like, eh, we, we don't need the girl anymore, kill her. You know, Luke is like, oh, hold on, <laughs> hold on now. I don't know, I don't mean to do that. And then when Percy and them were in the labyrinth and the arena, Luke was like, okay, kill everyone except Annabeth. <laughs> it's just like, all right, Luke, you know, so like we, we clearly see that, that, that the feeling is mutual. So I don't know. I'm very interested to see what, what this ends up being on both sides, where it's like what Annabeth has to do, how she feels by the end of it, what Luke has to do, how he feels by the end of it. Um, if Luke does in fact die again, you know, I feel like they are sort of wavering and they, and they're kind of keeping us on our toes where each, each possibility is strong where I could see them being like, no, Luke has to die. You know, Luke is inherently tied to Kronos. If Kronos dies, Luke dies. There's no way to separate them. They, they have to go. Right. And that's very sad for Annabeth. I'm sure very sad for everyone like I'm you know I'm sure even Percy would be sad like I think at the end of the day Percy doesn't want to kill Luke he doesn't want to have to kill Luke I think that he's just way more <laughs> way more up for it than Annabeth is obviously but again I also see the other possibility where somehow they are able to separate them kill Kronos not kill Luke and they redeem Luke's character um but but we'll see you know we'll see um Oh yeah, I guess I never really made my point with all that. My the, the point of me saying all that was last week. I did mention how, with all these feelings and they're mutual. I you know I I fully believe, um, all this being swirled around is enough for us to believe that Annabeth, you know, what, what her feelings are towards Luke are what they are. But I would love for there to be one more aspect to it. And then now in this book, it seems like we're getting that. There is one more thing that happened between them that seems to be like the the anchor to their bond with each other. And there seems to be some sort of moment, some like experience they went through um, that maybe makes Annabeth feel like she's in debt to Luke. Maybe, you know, you know, she she's now trying to, uh, you know, make up for something that she doesn't really have to. But in her mind, you know, again, so I like that. I was very happy when, when this started to develop because that's what I said last week where there has to be one more thing to really make us fully believe these are Annabeth's feelings towards him. Um, so, uh, and then I said we we're talking about Rachel and then we didn't talk about her or we, we stopped. Other thing Rachel did, did kiss Percy in the very beginning. Um, very funny too because, uh, you know, because Beckendorf was, was like, you know, coming to get Percy to do the thing to, to blow up, uh, the, the cruise ship. And it was very funny because, you know, you know, Beckendorf was like, so, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you don't want me to tell Annabeth about what just happened. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny because, um, you know, there are little moments like that where again, they are leading us towards Percy and Annabeth are going to end up together. And I really hope they do. If they don't, I really need them to, you know, to give us a, a, a good reason why, uh, you know, cause I, you know, I even like the, you know, other little moment where they are, uh, you know, Percy is kind of delegating like, okay, we need to save, we need to hold Manhattan, you know, you guys go hold that bridge, you guys go hold that bridge, you know, whatever, whatever, right? 
and then and then they're like oh you know what are you know what are you guys going to do it'd be really nice to have your help and annabeth is like me and percy are going to first go over here because they're going to do the whole river thing which they did and then we're just going to kind of float around and see who needs us the most and someone in the back was like no no detours you two and then everyone started to kind of kind of laugh a little bit because they know they know their relationship and what it seems to be growing towards so i just you know i just like little moments like that where everyone else is like come on guys <laughs> which is funny because i think i mentioned it oh no i didn't because it happened in this book uh percy was thinking the same thing about beckendorf and selena where after a while of them you know uh, you know being all like lovey with each other they finally got together and everyone was just like yeah duh <laughs> you know um so it's funny that he's he has that uh outlook on those guys when i'm sure everyone has that outlook on him and him and uh annabeth so yeah um so yeah and then where rachel fits into all that i, I i'm not really sure i think it's possible that something happens with annabeth not that she dies i, I fully don't believe she dies if she does big shock um, I do see a scenario though where, again, it's not what I would like. You know, I want one person and Annabeth to be together, but I do see a scenario where Annabeth. I don't know because, like, I don't. Again, if Luke lives, I don't see her getting with Luke. I, I just don't see that relationship happening, like past just like friends and like you know almost like brother and sister type type relationship. But I'm just like, what would stop because. I could see something stopping Annabeth from committing, even though I feel like she's definitely shown her feelings a lot more than Percy has, um, and Percy and Rachel getting together, but I don't know, I don't know, um, aside from this, there's a few more things, uh, one, we finally learned the full prophecy, and the, you know, the big reveal is that the pers the the prophecy basically says it doesn't you know it doesn't really but it basically says child of the prophecy the, the big three whatever is gonna die no matter what like whether they save the world or end the world whatever they're still gonna it's still gonna end in their in their demise and uh you know everyone including annabeth is like hey we we don't know <laughs> you know you know prophecies can be interpreted a million different ways and percy's just like dog um the way i'm reading it i don't really think it, it you know can be interpreted any other way but one so that's that's very heartbreaking again i don't see percy dying again that's you know that's not even me trying to remember what happens in this book it is just like i mean you know you know a bit of meta there are like sequels obviously we talked about how there are sequels to this series that rick's making 15 years later um this series specifically i can't imagine i haven't read them but i can't imagine he's making a book six and a book seven and so on and so forth and percy's not the main character that would be strange i don't know why he wouldn't just make another sequel series which he's done um and just you know put in the same world whatever so um But I wonder what that means then. You know, because either one of two things, right? One, Percy is the child of prophecy. And there is another way to interpret it. 
that couldn't even begin to imagine what that would be, or he's not the child of prophecy. But the problem is that, that doesn't it specifically state a child of the big three? Because if it doesn't, that changes things. If it doesn't, that changes things. If it does, the only other two that we know about, and I can't imagine they would just shadow drop another uh, child. That would be... I don't know how they could do that and have us care about that moment. Only well, people is Thalia and Nico. Nico isn't 16 yet, so that doesn't make any sense. Thalia is past 16 at this point. Well, well, yes and no. Yes, she would be past 16, but no, she's a hunter, so she lives forever, so she doesn't really age in that sense. So yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know how they're going to do this. <laughs> I don't know what explanation they're going to give, but I'm, I'm excited to see it. A um, couple other things. Well, speaking of Thalia, uh, she's back. That was huge because there was like one one gap in their coverage with the whole Manhattan stuff. Thalia comes out of nowhere with her, with her hunters. We got this. We'll take care of it. Love that. Almost forgot about Thalia as a character completely. And she's back. She's very strong, very powerful. She's very smart. Um pretty charismatic too i love when she came back and she immediately like tried to like rib on percy and 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 say that her adventures have been more dangerous than percy's was and percy was like yeah okay you have no idea what i've been through so them kind of ribbing on each other um and then she immediately again you know kind of continues to lighten the mood not not only lighten the mood but also give an air of confidence and sort of I feel like whether she was doing it intentionally or not, trying to give everyone else confidence, you know, because she was like, hey, after this, me, you, and Annabeth, we're going to go get burgers, and I was like, oh, it was great, because, like, there, there wasn't a single moment where where she was, like, down, or she was like, oof, this is some big trouble we're in, or anything like that, she was, like, making jokes, and then immediately, like, hey, once this is over, you know, once this little little thing that's happening is over, let's all catch up and it's like wow that's a very very optimistic attitude to have with a uh, oncoming or i guess sort of here war between the gods and the titans interesting but again i add that's one thing you love about her character right um so that was great and then i believe just a couple last things uh we do have plan 23 um, basically, I guess the plan is to awaken all of the statues, which I guess are also, uh, automatons, so they're gonna help out, I'm excited to see how they come, uh, you know, how they come back around and help us, again, I'm sure they'll, they'll come for the final fight, um, so that'll be cool, I don't really, you know, there's not really much to say, I guess, but it's cool that it happened, cool that we have, you know, uh, seemingly hundreds of more, uh, warriors to, to kind of help us out and hopefully turn the tides, um, and this will be really powerful too, which I'm like, statues, I guess it's cool, but like, it's more bodies and they're made out of metal or whatever, but other than that, like how much, like, do they have like little gadgets, you know, in them, are they like little Mega Man things where they can like blast stuff, um, is there anything else to Plan 23, you know, because I feel like, she did tell someone, I don't know who, I think their name was like Matthew or something, um, another person in cabin, Athena, was like, hey, prepare for 23, I'm, you know, we, we've already discussed this, 
get it done. And so I'm like, oh, so there must be something like unless the plan is just like, hey, go around and awaken other ones. That doesn't make sense, though, because she said that the one will awaken Confucius and they'll just kind of like spread out and awaken all of them. So maybe there are like other elements to the plan. Um, you know, because the plan itself, like there, you know, she was even like, oh, no, like like her face paled when she got the message from Athena to do 23. And it's like awakening i mean again they might be dangerous maybe they'll turn and they'll be like oh we don't serve you or whatever but i feel like that's not enough for her to be like whoa athena must know that this is dire for her to suggest 23 you know so there's, there's gonna be another element to it um so i'm excited to see what that is and then i guess the last note i have uh percy fought the minotaur which was pretty cool uh, kind of came full circle on that. That's the big, first big monster that he fought. Technically, he fought uh, Mrs. Dodds first. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? But like the first monster where he was like, this is happening and I kind of know what's happening, even though he was still very much in the dark. I feel like even now, <laughs> Percy still doesn't quite know everything that's going on. Um, But that was, uh, yeah. Fought, you know, fighting the Minotaur again. Minotaur, very angry, but, you know, this was another example. You know, I think there was, you know, a few different things that, that you know, Rick was trying to do here. One, uh, you know, I think, again, he was trying to show us how powerful and how skilled, you know, how much he's grown, but also with the whole, uh, you know, whole River Sticks thing, trying to show us that, because he cleaned up the Minotaur. Like, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a contest. It completely washed him. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, trying to show that. And then also trying to show, try, trying to remind us that, hey, uh, you know, monsters, they don't die. They do come back. So maybe we'll see other, other old friends doing that. Um, you know, if, if, if we're ever going to see it, it's this book and it's the second half <laughs> of this book where Kronos can just be like every possible thing that I can have on my side, I'm going to get, um, but yeah, you know, I you know I thought that was cool, and also just for Percy to almost get like his revenge, even though he did kill the Minotaur the first time, like he still has. He even mentioned that you know he still has nightmares about it. So for him to completely wash the Minotaur this time, I think that's very satisfying for him mentally. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything. That's all the notes I have. Jam packed book so far, and I you know, in terms of how many notes. I could have, I think, next time will be the biggest one, because it's, it's the end, you know, it's the, it's the end of the book, but also the end of the series, you know, again, I always mention there are more books technically, but, you know, you know, this is the main series, we'll, we'll maybe get to the other ones some other time, um, yeah, great stuff so far, a lot of characters, some deaths even, you know, uh, again, some very potential, uh, some very interesting potential surprises, um, I guess predictions, you know, uh, without going into my mind's eye and remembering the book. Um, I mean, the kind of most blanket prediction is going to be Percy wins, right? I think it'd be strange for Percy to lose and <laughs> it just ends and it's like, oh yeah, Titans win. <laughs> so Percy obviously wins. Um... Other than that, I don't think anything really happens to Percy. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, he he wins. You know, I'm sure there's another couple close calls with the small of his back. Um, I don't think Annabeth dies. I feel like she has to live. I think her dying would be utterly tragic. Like, like there are other really like you know Bianca dying was sad and all that. You know, you know Beckendorf, all that stuff. But like, there are certain deaths like like Grover. You know, there there, there are certain ones where if they died, it would be like this is too much. You know, this is this is way too much for this story. You cannot kill Annabeth or Grover. Um, I wonder if she'll be like out of it for the rest of the the war. You know, for like the rest of the battle. You know, this this final battle because it does sound like she's like torn up. Um, whereas even like, is Ambrosia and Nectar gonna be enough to get her back in shape? You know, we'll see. Um. Again, even again, even prediction with them together. Like I feel like they have to end up together. I, I just don't know what else the outcome would be. I feel like they've been building this up ever since the first book. And so for it to end and then be like, Yeah, we're not gonna it's not gonna happen. It's like, ah, oh, what is how do you explain this? <laughs> um Grover, we finally got Grover, so I don't know. I mean, he could be helpful, the whole like panic thing, if he's able to do that again, that would maybe be helpful. But other than that, I imagine he might, you know, try to rally a lot of the, like, wood nature spirits and stuff. That is what he said he was going to try to do. So, again, lots of potential for, for like, reinforcements. I've already mentioned Poseidon, maybe. That'd be pretty cool. Hades would be pretty cool. Clarice would be pretty cool. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of potential there. We'll see if any of those actually, actually come through. Um, Chiron dying would be interesting. Cause, you know, because I think they kind of mentioned that a little bit of, like, you know, there's a couple times where he's like, oh, well, you know, I I live as long as people, as long as heroes need me. So I wonder if this is like the end where, it, you know, that, that that would be a death that I think would, it, it would it would very much hit. But I think they could also make it make sense. Um, so, yeah. Um, any other characters that we have predictions for? I mean, Luke and Kronos. I mean, like I said, if I had to put my money on it, cause, you know, because like we're talking about earlier, they're really right in the line between like dying and being redeemed. I think if I had to put my money on it, I would say Luke and Kronos die. They're dead. We can't, we can't recover it. We can't separate Kronos. Like Luke, yes, he's, he went to the river sticks, but maybe, you know, if there's no possible way for Kronos to just leave his body, like, you know, that's not a thing. You know, he's now taking him over. If you kill one, you kill the other. It's not, you can't do it. You know, I feel like that's the explanation, you know, because then it's, I don't know, then I feel like it's too easy to just be like, oh, let's just, let's just kill Kronos and leave Luke, you know, it's too easy. Gonna kill him. Maybe there is a moment at the end where like Kronos dies and Luke is still there for like another 30 seconds and maybe then he does sort of like, you know, apologize to, you know, maybe Annabeth and, 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 you know, Annabeth in particular, and it's like, ah, you know, like, blah, 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 you know, whatever, you know, maybe doesn't completely apologize for everything, because he still feels like he's in the right with, you know, when it comes to the God relationship with their kids, and I, I agree with him to a certain extent, um, you know, you know, but he does sort of, like, feel sorrow for, um, dying and maybe doing wrong by, you know, it, even Percy, someone he, he could have called a friend, someone at the end of the day, not not too dissimilar from Percy. So maybe we'll get something like that. 
Um, but I just don't think, I don't think either of them live. Kronos definitely dies. <laughs> and I, I think 99% chance Luke dies as well. Um, Tyson being here would be cool, unless he has to stay with, uh, with Poseidon. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Those are kind of my general predictions. Um, yeah, let me know your predictions for the end of the series. Uh, end of the book, end of the series. Um, yeah, next time we'll read uh, chapter, the end of the book. I believe that's 12 through 23. Right? Or 22? 12 through 23. That sounds right. Yeah, 12 and 23. And, uh, yeah, that is it. Exciting times, not for only this book, but I am going to also let everyone know uh, what the next series is going to be. Obviously, end of the series, so be a new series coming up. So we got that. Looking uh, very much looking forward to. It. I have a very good one, uh, very good one lined up. So, um, and that is it. Until next time, read the end of the book. Have your predictions ready. Have your reactions ready, because it's. I don't remember every little thing that happens, but I. I I remember it's big. So, uh, yeah, let's all have fun with that.